This is First Person, a Cahiso Media podcast. Journalist and author Marianne Tam discovers what's really going on behind some very everyday-looking front doors. For more information and to subscribe for free, go to firstpersonpod.com. Should I go? Ordinary. 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 People. 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 Ordinary people. You go wrong with it and you've got no balance and you can forget about your family and half the household. Extraordinary. 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 Lives. Lives. Extraordinary lives. I know I've got a lot of work to do with my wife. Beautiful individual that she is. Because I tell her when we tackle anything together, nothing can stop us. First. 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 Person. First. Person. First. Person. There's no nitpicking. There's no politics. There's no competition. There's no judgment. There's no comparisons they just be this time Carl Thornton oh my word Carl this is Carl right. <gasps> and he has a passion yeah that's what it's become eh? well let's not mince words <laughs> It's an addiction. Spending time here and somebody shouting inside, hey, it's supper time. And I can't pull myself away, but I'm in trouble if I don't sit down and have supper with the family. And a lovely family it is too. Two gorgeous kids and the love of Carl's life, Amina. She's one of the most beautiful women I know. I mean, she, she, she completes me. It's got Definitely. Worse. Oh, bloody hell. Really? Yeah. Is he in there now? He's in there now. Any spare minute that he has, it's there. He knows he's out of control and his anxiety levels are going through the roof. I'm using money out of the budget and I'm not showing anything for it. And the only way I show something for it is if I win something and I bring something home. And it's not as though he hasn't been warned. He came in here and he said straight, he sat my wife down and he says, you need to sit here with your husband because I need to talk to both of you. This is what you can expect. Marriages have broken up. And what's the first of the 12 steps? Admitting powerlessness. I am guilty at this stage of a lot of the things that he identifies, <laughs> and I'm on a thin rope for that. This is the base of my loft. This is the breeding stock. This is Carl, and Carl has an addiction to pigeons. In the back garden of his modest suburban home, he's building a palace, and it has a nursery for babies. The ugly, wobbly babies he's showing me now. Oh, look at those babies! <laughs> and while I coo, some of the other royal residents stage a fly past. Is it? It's a flock. Oh! They've been out since this morning. Well, what? which is the flock of birds what? have just flown over your house? Yeah, that, that's my flock. Um, one year, one year olds at the moment. They from the 2015 year, winter breed. There's about 22 in total. There's some are, are, are trapped already in the loft. These are the others that just enjoying the day out with the perfect weather conditions. And they are in peak condition. That's it's quite weird because it's like walking the dog but not really walking the dog. They're like little kids playing out there. So can you, would you mm, call them Kids. Them? Carl's kids. He has some without feathers. I've got a boy 16 and a girl 11. I've got his sport on, sun, on Saturday mornings, right? I've got her dance. Uh, I've got work. Five days, Monday and you to do Friday. all of those things? Yeah, I yeah. do all of those things. Yeah, yeah, you're not like shirking. I'm up every morning at four. I'd get my birds sorted out, get my kids' cereals all sorted out and prepping for their lunches. He's a good dad. But while he's slaving over the stove, breakfast for the kids isn't necessarily all he's doing. Last night, Amina came in the kitchen. Oh, all these herbs, I'm smelling all these things. I'm saying, don't you love it? It's all natural. 
I said, all I'm doing is making my concoctions. I've got my bottles in the fridge you know, that I'm going to give him for the next week. They're going to be on teas. Just so we're clear, he's talking about the pigeons. Tea for the pigeons. All of those things. Um, and honey, natural, um, raw honey. That things go into the system, and when I see the little droppings come out, and they look like little cupcakes with the right colors and everything else, what I'm doing is correct. The bird is healthy. Like my sister said the other day, she said, if you tried it on the birds, I'm taking it. Look, I can see this is an all-consuming thing for Carl. And at this stage, I admit I'm not completely getting it. Maybe Carl spotted this. He gives me one. A fidgety, feathery thing. So this is the way you hold it. You get your two fingers. Open these two. Oh, you've got to grab the legs. That's it. You lock that in. Yeah. Because he's going to wiggle. Then you get your thumb across the back. Bring the other one around the flight. You, once you got that secure, the bird's going nowhere. You're doing it. Not many people can get it right first time. Well, I mean, I, I, I really am worried. This guy, this guy looks like he's got beautiful... And, and he's not homed. Can you feel the plumage? The yes. The powder? Yes. Just look at that. The posture. The alertness. That is birds at all. The wattle. You're looking at the sea the wattle. Will give off exactly the, what, you, what kind of condition your bird is in. It's got to be like a, a healthy white. Anything less than that is he's, he's suffering from something. Because a respiratory disease. It's beautiful. So it's on the neck. That's it. That is coming through a moth complete, then you'll get that kind of finish. So they're known as the racehorses of the sky? I would call them that. When I get home from work, this is what I look forward to coming back to. Letting this flock out, watching them up in the sky, watching them trap, and then being able to just stand here and watch them on their perches. Because everyone has an individual personality. Reverence. I think that's what you can hear in his voice. Reverence. There's something mystical about the link between man and bird. You watch the eyes, you watch the mm. They've all shut up. Now that's, that, that they get used to. You all have your own signature sounds or, or routines you use with them. But those heads, they alert, they know who's in the loft, they calm, they content, they know I'm not going to hurt them. They set smell, sound, everything, the way I move. It's very important, people with you, you come in here so too loud, too what they will start flying, fluttering around all over the place. I mean, this is my kids. Look how they're looking at us. They're listening. You, <laughs> they're can't, listening. you, you can't say, listening. if we knew... I mean, they are so intelligent. I mean, the time you spend with them, what you put in is what you get out. And that's the thing. That is the thing. Your wife says the same. When, I mean, I married you. Hmm. Did you know anything about the birds in the past? Was that like kind of something that came up, you know, while you got to know each other? I think when we were, when we were much younger, and I think she knows stories of me having pigeons. Yes. Because I was one of those youngsters. I mean, we had a two-story flight house in Woodstock. To keep my birds in the air there, because there were too many roofs for them to land on, I used to sit on that double-story roof with a flag on a pole. And, uh, yeah, I had girls that were interested in me, but I was, my birds came first. So I would go sit on the roof with this pole, what's the name, like this, and sh shouting and whistling to keep them airborne, because that's their training. And these guys around the neighborhood would see me sitting on the roof with my flag, and that's calling these birds. So the lovely Amina knew what awaited her when she fell in love with Carl, the pigeon man. But it's not just about the birds themselves. It's about life, together 
or not? I'm a person of routines and I can be spontaneous, but I gotta be very in my spontaneous mode to be spontaneous. But I've also been a bit selfish because I, 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 I rise early and I end up winding down um, earlier than most. So two, three in the afternoon, I maybe charge my battery with 40 winks. I mean, I would go through again and wind down with a series mm. and sit up till one, two o'clock in the morning. So there's stuff we have to discuss, which also comes around with the birds now, which is the birds early in the morning, why don't you lay late? Because now a woman waking up, in, you want to wake up, you in the arms of your husband or, and you slay in bed. But you said so. I don't know. That's what I think I believe is the... Okay. Because I like the sunrise. I like sunrise. I like the smell of the earth. And if the birds come with that, that's what... That's our role. Maybe there needs to be a new bit in the marriage service. A bit that deals with hobbies and body clocks and night owls and early pigeons. You marry a man, you discover that he might love his pigeons more than he loves you, or at least seems to. But you never know what heartache he might be feeling out in the loft. I mean, I've had a, a, a red, he's a, a male bird, from this deceased estate when I started from a breeding loft. And this bird was one of my best. I just got attached to him. And then I tried to home him. I let him out one late, well, late one evening. He trapped. And I thought his hen would be the motivation to come back to the loft. And then the next day I let him out, thinking he's homed because he had tapped. He just flew off, he never... And I got, I got this thing against him ever since, because I was so convinced he was homed. I, had, I was convinced I, I, was, I motivated him by his hen, and he bred a couple of birds for me, so I've still got the youngsters here. But I wanted him as base, a base of my loft, and I lost him. He betrayed you? He, I felt betrayed. Can I believe that in a, a, a sport like this? I felt betrayed by him because he, he convinced me he was home. Yeah, he trapped and everything, and then the bastard he took a flight the next time I let him out. You didn't see him. And, and I, I, I couldn't go and retrieve him because the estate was wound up and the loft had been demolished. So do you think he went back to? He, then he would have gone back to where he was home originally. And now where is he dead? He would have. You know, they survive. Sometimes they 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 latch onto the. They wild call, pigeons. The wild pigeons, the, the, they call them duckbuckers. I'm using that because they sit on the roof and they just cut the roof off. So they call them duckbuckers. So he's gone off with the bag. And you'll you, you pick up a, a hen and you'll start, and then you get a racing pigeon breeding into one of these street birds. That's oh, what I they do. They that's the, the drama that's going on out there. I tell you, it's she dingo all over. <laughs> do you dream about pigeons? I dream about pigeons. Uh, yeah, they're on my mind a lot, all the time almost. I take photographs on my phone and I sit at work and I look at my birds so I can be in the loft without being at home. That's bad, eh? That's bad. That's, that, that's I'm just telling you now, secret. Okay. I haven't told anyone else. Carl! Carl! Wake up! This isn't a soap opera. It's your life and your love. I've got a lot lacking on, on my, myself and my wife. Our bedroom and sitting there when the family's all settled in, that's when we have this talks, but not long enough. And I know my, my wife's a romantic. I mean, she's one of the most beautiful women I know. I mean, we just had my mom here who was ill. 
And Amina was very nurturing and very talkative I hear. Because as my mom wants me to leave the birds and move on, because she doesn't believe I should get up at 4 o'clock out in the cold and be busy with the birds while she was here, she saw my routine. Why do you have to do that? You had birds before. What do they mean to you? I, said, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have to respond or reply, mom. I'm doing what I'm doing because I love doing it. And then Amina went, no, he's in the loft with his birds. It's more important than me. So there was some conversation no, between the two of them. They were ganging up. They were, they were ganging up because my mom set me up for what they were dis discussing. Some the reason, I think life and work, I've just drawn, withdrawn into the birds. Because I feel it calming, peaceful. Mm -hmm. um, there's no nitpicking, there's no politics, there's no competition, there's no judgment, there's no comparisons. They just be. I'm not somebody that goes to a club with the guys, drinks, comes home at 3, 4 o'clock, hurling himself, crazy here. Crawling home. I mean, I'm, I went to watch rugby this all, yesterday. Crap, Stormers game, but okay. I said, listen, I'm going to go watch the Stormers. So then I thought, are we having people around because the light was dimmed? There was some stuff she bought in the kitchen. So I thought, somebody's coming over. Yeah, maybe he about it. Maybe that was me and her. When I came in here, she had a fireplace going. She was sitting here. And she was watching a miniseries. And then she looked up at me. I said, oh, I know what you want, but I got the game waiting <laughs> in his piles. And I'm like, so I thought, okay, let me just sidetrack it. Like I said, hey, shoot it, oh, I'll see you in a bit. I got the Stormers game I'm going to watch. And I went to Pirates and I had a draft. And I had a meal and I sat on my own and I watched the game. It was a shitty game as well. And then I came home. But I'm, I think I'm missing a, me. Yes. She wants romance and fire. Yeah, and but you I went to the Stormers. Yeah, you should have, you know what the Stormers is the game. Yeah, I, yeah, I should have just yeah. read between the lines and then just neutralized yeah, the whole thing. Because that would have got me out of jail with the birds. That is no different. I put all that energy, effort, um, analysis there, and I'm doing no analysis here. Absolutely. But you better start being strategic. I could sit there with a beer and get nothing out of that. I Alone? Got, yeah, there would be money in the bank. Absolutely. Come on. The problem is, while his wife is in front of him, he's seeing pigeons. A build of a bird, a result, uh, the heritage, where the birds come from. Uh, my personal preference, I've been sold by Patri, and I'll show you one in that loft. Um, just caught my eye and I love them. They are ugly as youngsters. Ugly as crap as youngsters. But just get them through the year and through the malt and you just see this, this uniqueness coming through. So, I mean, you see this in the birds. I yeah. mean, that, that's interesting because, I mean, they're dog people and they're cat, cat people. Cat people, correct. Reptile yeah. people and there's, like, rodent people. But they, being around those, the, 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 your preferred species, you're going to pick up certain things and it's going to be part of your, your instincts and reading because you, you're just observant. Observant, you say? Really? I think she'd like me and her to go out more often. No shit, Sherlock. And then I have made the one once in a while and I said, no, I'm getting dressed, let's go. But but it's, it's not consistent on my side. And I think that's, we and, and waking up with her. I mean, when we courted and when we got married first, the honeymoon style side of things, it was about looking at each, each other, how we kissed, how we held, 
Now we're just doing what we have to do, the bills, the oh. responsibilities with the kids, the... And I think... And I am like a I minute. Mean, she, she completes me. If it was two of us like me, we'd be doomed. But because she's the opposite to me, we're okay and we can be better. Because I tell her, when we tackle anything together, nothing can stop us. I mean, it's got like radar ears, like a walk. She can hear what's going around her ass, and I say, what is wrong with you? Just switch off and relax. See, there's all about me, am I agitating you? I go to the pigeon loft. Let me go to the pigeon loft. When I'm at your space. So now you got somewhere you can run to. Her dad had pigeons, I think. They, you know, yeah, wait, here's the, here's the key. This, this is what it is about. Oh my God, her dad, her dad had, had an armchair in a loft. And I'm sure it was just short of having a television in there as well. And I think I am too much, she's mentioned it more than one occasion. I am too much like a dad. I'm, everything is, you, my dad used to do that. He used to come home and he just goes to his loft and he, when, when we were calling for supper, no, he was bringing supper to the loft. He used to have his loft set up, that's where he used to exist. So I'm, I don't know if she's fearing that I'm going to become a dad, that she... Yes, please don't put it on But that's like put labelling me with... No, shame, it's her own fear, that's all she knows. All she knows is how bad it got for those birds. I, I bet you she would like to wring them, their necks. I showed him the beauty, I showed her the beauty and when they land, I said, look at that. It's a perfect athlete, look at that. Look at that plumage, look at that, look at that alertness. She was standing there this afternoon and she looked... I don't know how long she looked, I didn't watch her looking, I just said... That's what I appreciate, that's what I'm enjoying. All these things go round and round as Carl is trying to get his priorities right. And he's not sure he has. Any money I spent is like, oh, that could have been my kid's education. Now I'm sitting and I'm juggling and I'm saying, but I'm taking it to the birds. Am I a good father? I tussle with that because the thing is that I should have been, if I don't have the birds, then I, all the money's come to the family and the, is there a budget for the birds? I just hung in there and stuck it out and said, I want to have my birds and I will make it work and I'll cut costs where I can and make it affordable, but at the same time not, not hold anything from the kids. What is the most you've paid for a pigeon? The most? Uh, 500 rand. And I'm not prepared to spend anything more. Um, I think with 500, I can pick a decent one from, from a decent loft. Your, your most expensive pigeon that was ever sold and is in China is called Bolt. Something f figure that comes to mind just on Googling is about $200,000 maybe. Something like that. Now, Mike Tyson, he, he had a, a fancy birds like rollers. Um, it's a different breed of bird okay. when he started out. And then I think he went into racing pigeons now recently. But also a guy that, uh, from the pictures I saw and the articles I read, just content to sit in his loft and watch his birds. You sit here and you watch them. They are listening because of the tone of my voice. They're picking up on the tone of my voice. They're all just sitting on the floor yeah. looking up at us. That's it. The other guys got money and the others don't. And this is expensive sport. I mean, those, those guys that um, participate and, and really exceed um, where results are concerned, they got big bucks, they got loft managers. So they don't really get in, as involved they, they, as you they, they as involved as in the social side, um, the side of the auctions, um, maybe some admin, chairman side, um, side of things. And um, where I'm in the loft cleaning, I'm in the loft uh, 
just being amazed by these incredible athletes. There's like yeah. no end to this. It has to get bigger and bigger and bigger. The guys lose it. They sit with a hundred and their loss are overcrowded. Birds get unhealthy, disease creeps in, and culling is necessary. I, I've done it when I was younger. I've done it because of um, the, the health in the loft. Uh, ringing a bird's neck for the first time is no fun, but it's, it has to be done and culling is important. Otherwise, help the other fans here that's coming into the sport. trying to try it out and it's going to be money and racing. I'm not there yet, mm. but what I, I enjoy doing is breeding them, watching them grow up and then they're flying around the loft. That's the pleasure I get out of keeping racing pigeons at the moment. And what if you have to ring one of the patrice necks? I ring them, he was going to save the rest. There is a way of putting a stop to all of this fretting. It's simple. Get rid of the pigeons. How would that be, Hugh Carl? I'll be sleeping in the morning. I'll be lost for a bit. And I'll be wondering if it was the right thing I did or not. Because I wouldn't have found out if I would have been successful or not. And all through the process of building this loft was, am I a failure by not finishing it or demolishing what I had up? Because there's something driving me all through and I'm thinking, I've gone six, nine, almost a year. And it's been baby steps about affordability, the time and balancing things. And, I'm, and I haven't let it go yet. My brother even looked, he looked at me the other day and he said, you know, there was one time I thought you gonna, I was going to get you, the loft would be demolished, the birds would be gone. Because that's what you were to, how you were talking. And I said, I don't know what it is. It's just something keeping me going with this thing. That, and I think it's the thing about, I want to put this birds in a race and I want to see what we can do. And that is the ugly thing all through this process, about depriving the family and the kids for something that I've got a gut feeling about. I, I know I've got a lot of work to do with my wife. Yeah, the beautiful individual that she is. I need to dress myself up some more and think about going out to some nice places like when we were courting. I got too complacent with routine and eat, sleep and uh, the other day or so, I just turned around in bed and put my arm around her. There are no expectations or anything, just, but she's nice when it's winter, she's really warm. <laughs> but it was it was like nothing and expecting anything. It was just one of I wanted to hold you and I don't have to talk to you and tell you what's going on. You can read by my arm around you. But I'm trying to get the balance for something that I love and that my brother. He I just told him the other day. I said, look at me. He said, do you think we will be um, competitive? I said, I know we will. I know these birds. All we need to do is get them into a race and get them on the road. It's not about quantity, it's about quality. And these birds, I believe in them. We just gotta get given a chance. So everything is linked to my mere existence in, in this house with this family and my family outside. Everything is connected. Even my struggles at work and my stress and that. 
So I'm at the point where what must be must be, and I'm on a, I think I'm more on a bit of a spiritual journey, and maybe that's the closeness to the birds, the spiritual side of everything that we experiencing as human beings today, and the challenges and the stress that comes with it, and the way people handle each other, and I think the calmness and the ease and the peace of the birds, and the balance of how content my family is, um, and maybe the work I still gotta just do on myself and my wife, and make a turn, come around the corner and say. I got a lot to be grateful for, and I'm very blessed. And I just got to show more appreciation. First Person is a Kahiso Media podcast. For more information and to subscribe for free, go to firstpersonpod.com or find us on iTunes. If you'd like to advertise around the podcast, then email first person at kahisomedia.co.za